wellspring, matters of the heart in relationships. There is that one moment in life as a young person when the pangs of love grip you and your heart burns with love. At times you struggle with your relationship. You are vexed with what the future holds. What is the word of God to say concerning the matters of the heart in relationships? Join Reverend Nomatuturu on a weekly podcast as he shares practical lessons and a personal experience on love. Build a solid foundation for your love life according to the word of God, which is our light and lamp. Let's dive right in. Like a dove, when I found you, I found love. Once again, welcome to our weekly teaching, The Wellspring, Matters of the Heart in Relationships. We continue to unpack matters of the heart regarding temperaments. Allow me to share the grace We thank you, Spirit of the Living God, that the wisdom that comes from above, it's gentle, it's peaceful. Lord, it's consent. Your wisdom is amazing. We thank you for helping us through as young people. In Jesus' name, amen. Dear brothers and sisters, we cannot overemphasize the fact that love is not a worldly concept. The originator of love is God, and so it's important to understand the mind of God concerning love relationship matters. Last week, we introduced a new five-part series on finding love, and we said before you approach someone, my dear brother, and my dear sister, before you say yes to someone, it's important to understand your temperament, and we said a temperament is your genetic makeup, you don't choose, you are born with it. We referred to Tim Lahe's book, Who You Are and Who You Can Be, where he explains broadly on temperaments and how we as believers need spirit-filled temperaments in order to bring balance to our life and our relationships. We said that also, we looked at the four basic dominant temperaments as shown in the book of Proverbs, chapter 30, verse 11 to 14. We looked at the melancholic, the phlegmatic, the sanguine, and the choleric, the four basic temperaments. We ended with biblical individuals who depict the four dominant temperaments. I think we have captured it well there. Today, we want to look at the significance of temperaments in finding love. Why, Reverend, is it important for me to know my temperament, my dominant temperament, before I accommodate someone else into my life? Why is it important for us to understand our individual temperament? Why is it important for me to understand my genetic makeup, something that I cannot change? Why? I have six reasons why we as Christians need to understand our temperaments. Number one, knowing about your temperament will show you what kind of person you are naturally inclined to marry. Remember, 
when we introduce temperaments, we say that it is usually said that you are attracted to a person who has the opposite dominant temp dominant temperament to yourself, like the choleric, uh, a goal getter, a, 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 an independent person is usually attracted to a phlegmatic, a person who is laid back, who, who has no motivation for life, who has no pressure for life. Number two, knowing about your temperament will make you aware of your natural strengths. The same applies number four. Number three, it will help you to understand your natural weaknesses. Why do we say natural? We say natural because temperament is what you are born with. It's your genetic makeup at conception. It comes there at conception. You don't choose a temperament. It's different to a character. Remember we said that. So it will help you understand or be aware of your natural natural strengths and your natural weaknesses. Number four, knowing about your temperament will help you to accept and flow with your marriage or your love partner. Now, this brings us to say, dear brothers and sisters, when you know your dominant temperament, it will help you to understand that me being a choleric, I've been attracted to a phlegmatic. So it will help us to flow. You notice many people in relationships, they don't flow. The clashes that are there in relationships in love relationships is because people do not have an awareness or an understanding of their different temperaments. They are different temperaments. But now when you are away, it is good. And when you read in 1 Corinthians 7 verse 28, it says that those who will marry in this life, they will face problems. Why? Because of those differences. Because of those differences. So it's very important that you and I, we understand our temperaments. We understand our temperaments so that we are able to flow with the person whom you will flow, you will fall in love with. When you understand, you know, that I, 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 I have, uh, I have, I, I've fallen in love with a phlegmatic. I have fallen in love with a melancholic. So when you understand that, uh, the, the different, uh, uh, temperaments, then it will help you to understand. It will help you to flow. Number five, knowing about your temperament will help you to accept and flow with the people you work or relate to. This is a bonus there. Number six, knowing about your temperament will help you to forgive people. It, beloved, it's amazing how people at times hold grudges continuously in life and they forget that, you know what, I need to be a forgiving person. I need to be a forgiving person. Now, before we go into that, it's important to understand as believers and Christians that our temperaments, despite their negative traits, we therefore need to allow the Holy Spirit to control us so that he turns those weaknesses especially into strengths and he turns, he, he balances for us our strengths our strengths so that we become better people. Basically, that's the emphasis that Tim Lai in his book as he introduces temperaments brings out to say, despite that there are natural weaknesses and natural strengths, we need to bring balance. So now it's important, like I said before, that it's important that we understand now when it comes to love relationships, usually it is said that you are attracted to the person with the opposite dominant temperament than you are as we lay the foundation for finding love. 
The first class we looked at last week are the melancholic, those who are dull, those who are who have a gloomy outlook about life, those who don't see any good or anything in life. These are usually attracted to the sanguine. Now, you see, if someone is gloomy in life, they see everything is dull. They are usually attracted to that thing that they don't have. The, the outgoing, the, 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 the laughing person, the happy person, and so forth. The, the, the person who loves life and so forth, who, who is happy and so outgoing. So what it means here is that, for instance, a, a, a brother with a dominant sanguine temperament will who, who is talkative, who is outgoing, who is very friendly will be attracted to that sister who is so quiet, who is so sensitive, who, who is unsociable. Who is, so what it means is you have to complement each other. You have to come complement each other. So the melancholic meanwhile is attracted also to the sanguine because she's an an an, an introvert the sister is a, a melancholic uh, uh, introvert shy so she will usually be attracted to the sanguine why because she's saying wow in life there are people who are happy like this who are rejoicing like this i would want to be a friend to that guy so they admire the sanguine you know the sanguine is attractive to them so what it means is what you don't have is what attracts you to the other person. So the melancholic, we also say they are very faithful people you, that you can ever find here on earth and they are very loyal. Mm. Remember, we said Moses and the Bible says that he was the meekest man under the earth. They, 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 the melancholic, they desire high standards from you. And if they don't see that, they will they will be discouraged. When you see a brother talking to other ladies, for instance, the lady is melancholic. When you, you, you are in love with a brother who is a sanguine, you see them, a sanguine who is happy, friendly, and so forth. When you see that brother talking to a lot of ladies, having ladies around him, at times you can misinterpret him. You can get angry. Why? Because you don't understand and you start accusing them of of cheating but what is important beloved so why we are laying this foundation is that so that you may understand this person whom you have fallen in love with you understand so the sanguine personality are emotionally warm remember we said that last week they and we said they are disorganized so they need this sensitive person the melancholic uh, dear lady to come and balance them and bring balance and order in their life so they can be poor even with good opportunities. And keeping time, we explained that as well. So if it's in keeping time, because you know, mostly for me as a pastor, I've talked to young people. When you talk to them, what are your challenges? I once sat uh, down with the young people who were in a love relationship and they were having issues because the girl was saying, mom, this guy doesn't keep time. We promise each other, let's meet at two o'clock. The guy will be, uh, will be late in an hour and so forth. That's the sanguine for you. He will be spending time talking and talking, entertaining people for getting an appointment. <laughs> That's why we need spirit-filled temperament so that the Holy Spirit will help us to bring balance to our, our temperament. So it is said that the sanguines also, they don't save money. They will blow out all the money that they have. If it's a guy, he just wants to be taking you out, dear lady, for lunch, for dinner, buying you presents every time. <laughs> they will have other lady friends and they will tell you that these are my high school friends. That's their genetic makeup. 
You have to agree on those matters now as lovers. When you get into a relationship, you have to agree that you know what, how do we how do we move forward in terms of our our other friends, our other friends that we have in life, so that you don't complain, so that you don't clash on those issues. You know, we say the sanguines are positive about everything. You know, the 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 guy can easily when you fall in love with the guy with the sanguine temperament, he will tell you dear lady that ah you know in two in two months i can raise money to go and pay lobola we can wait three weeks after that everything to them is is, is possible <laughs> this guy is just super charged about life you know if it's the other opposite if the guy is a if the guy the, the lady is the one who is a sanguine the guy is a melancholy so the girl will be so fast to be so quick i want to get married very soon and so forth and so forth so that's what is important that you understand so the melancholic are most loyal we say that mm-hmm when in a relationship to the melancholic, it's about you and them only. They don't want any, anyone else in that relationship. But now it brings us to say that you have to understand, dear lady or dear brother who is melancholic temperament, to understand that you need people around your life. It cannot Life cannot be about you and you and you only. You need people around your life to work with you, to help you in your relationship. We come to the phlegmatics. We said the phlegmatics are laid back about life. They can at times be stubborn because, I mean, you can be pushing and pushing as the choleric, the phlegmatics laid back, no motivation for life. No, They are not fussy about anything. They are usually attracted to the choleric, the colgata and blah, 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 because they watch and say, my God, there are people who are so fired up about life and so, you know, and, and so forth. So, the phlegmatics are often attracted to the choleric. When the choleric is up in arms, moving up and down, you know, the phlegmatic is not moved at all by what is happening. They will be asking you as the choleric person to say, what is happening? I mean, they are just relaxed about life. The phlegmatic, they choose their words nicely. Remember, they don't want to hurt anyone. They are not confrontational at all at all. <laughs> so if it's a brother who is a choleric, even when you are in a relationship, they are not available. If as a phlegmatic sister, they are not available because they are busy. They are about doing projects and so forth and so forth. They are busy with their work to them. My dear sister, when this brother with the choleric temperament is quoting you, looking after you, the moment you say yes, he's done with you, the project with you. So the next thing is not available in the relationship. But what is important is for you to be, uh, you know, to, to, to understand each other, to understand the different temperaments that you, both of you have. So this to this guy, you are attracted to this guy who is productive, who is a visionary, and you feel like you'll be safe with and secure with them. But it's important to understand as a lady that this type of a person is, is, is independent. So don't overly demand their availability. But there has to be balance. There has to be balance. That's why as believers, as children of God, we need the Holy Spirit to help us, you know, bring balance into our lives. 
So it's important to accept the temperament of your partner and know that it is God who changes us. That's why, you know, as believers, I've, I've been saying this, we need to allow the Holy Spirit to control our temperaments. Don't despise the character of the other person, you know, and, 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 and so forth, because you are not like that. I've met young people who say that, mom, you know, I love that guy, but her, that guy is too serious. He's just too serious, but that's how they are. You, you must make a decision. As a young lady, when you see a guy who is a choleric, you know, a visionary, a gold getter and so forth, you are the phlegmatic. You make a decision to say, will I be able to put up with this? The same thing opposite. If, it, if it's a lady who is a choleric, a visionary, a determined person, an independent person and so forth and so forth. And the guy, you are a phlegmatic. You notice those things because here we are not talking about strangers. Remember, when you notice these things that mm, the girl, the I want to get married to or fall in love with is a choleric. Make a decision, dear brother, to say, will I be able to put up with this with this type of a person, with this gold getter, with this, you know, visionary lady and so forth. You make a decision, my dear brother. Why? Because you 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 will have to be the head in the home, the the, the, the order of God in, in, in the home. And same applies to you, young lady. If you are a choleric, a gold getter, a visionary and so forth, and you notice that your guy, your potential guy is a phlegmatic, laid back, doesn't push for anything, Make a decision to say, will I be able to submit to this young man or to this man looking at how his temperament and so forth? You make a decision, you know. I remember a young lady once shared with me some years ago. She said, I asked her to say, but how come our brother's not coming? I, but there were so many young men in the church here. And she said to me, mom, which young men? Then I gave him her names, names, names. Then I said, but so and so. Then she said to me, ah, mom, so and so as tomboyt and i said to her say mom you know when we go out and as friends for a drink and so forth he doesn't take out money he is stingy you see so for me i understand that guy maybe that's his temperament but what you need young men if you notice that that's your temperament you need to ask the holy spirit to help you you know to to bring balance to that temperament because young ladies they want to be spoiled as a young man you go out with young ladies so for you must you know show that you are a man a gentleman you know and take out money pay for them don't expect a lady to pay for you <laughs> unless you know you just uh, uh, she, 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 she offers and, and so forth. It's not, not that you really keep quiet up until you are, you are done with the drink and you are keeping quiet, just expecting them to pay. So this also brings us to say that it's important to have the fruit of the Spirit as young people or as Christians. In Galatians 5.22, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, uh, goodness, kindness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. So life is not about what you see in the physical. Life is not a roller coaster. Sit down, my dear young lady. Sit down, my dear young brother, my dear young gentleman. Take stock of your life. Who are you? Where are you going? What are you doing? Mm. A phlegmatic guy will see a young lady, like I said, and ask yourself, will you be able to 
to to to to to you know to put up with that will you be able to put up with that i remember some years ago i once cancelled a couple the men the young the men the men was uh, is a phlegmatic temperament the woman is a choleric i tell you and i remember the woman will always complain that this man mom is not doing anything he's laid back he doesn't do anything he's not motivated about anything and the lady was always complaining she's the one who was working and so forth and so forth and then you know i think by the grace of god uh she 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 then decided to say you know maybe i need to change i need to change and give him his space and as the head in the home and so forth and we thank god you know the marriage had come to a point of nearly breaking but we thank god i believe as they prayed and they they, they took stock of their life the young lady just decided to say you know what, maybe I'll give it an opportunity and we thank God the man is coming up or he came up to his role as the father in the home. So actually, it's important at this juncture for me to emphasize that I have noticed as a pastor that many love relationships and even marriages, they fail to work out because both guys and ladies, married men and married women, they don't understand their genetic makeup, the temperaments. You see a sanguine guy falls in love with a melancholic person and immediately they demand that they should change. You cannot change a person. It's only God who can change a person. I remember one of the things I realized when I got married, my husband is on the quiet side. He doesn't want noise and so forth. But me naturally... Mm -hmm. I'm outgoing. I mean, in our family, we easily make friends. We, we laugh. We are loud. But we have allowed our differences to merge and complement as we have been helped by the grace of God and allowed the Holy Spirit to work through us. I remember sometime my brother visited us at home. After I got married and we were talking, sitting in the in the in the lounge, we were talking loud and so forth. We would sleep late around 12. We were talking, laughing loud and, and so forth. And my husband said that, uh, why are you fighting? What is happening? <laughs> and I said, No, 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 no. That's how we talk. <laughs> That's how we talk. That's how we relate as as, as family. Now it takes it took and it takes both of us to allow the Holy Spirit to work in us and bring a balance to both temperaments. You understand? To bring a balance. To say, you know what? I cannot be sleeping at 12 uh, midnight every day because my brother, who, who, who we are both loud, is here. We have to talk right into the night every day for seven days when I'm a married woman. It takes the Holy Spirit to help and bring balance. And I cannot be overly demanding on my husband to say, why are you not talking? Hey, what, what? And so forth. I want you to talk. He's not like me. We have to allow the Holy Spirit to bring balance. Proverbs 11, 1 says, a false balance is an abomination to the Lord. We must discuss and meet at the center with our different temperaments and have a happy love relationship, a happy love marriage. Let's meet Monday next week as we look at finding love part three where we will emphasize on the foundation of your personal relationship with God before you accommodate another person into your life. Thank you so much for taking your time to listen to this teaching. Before we close, perhaps you have not given your life to the Lord Jesus Christ. Make this prayer after me. Lord Jesus, thank you for my life. I come before you today realizing that I'm a sinner. 
forgive me and welcome me into the kingdom of God. I surrender my life today. Take it and do with it as you will. Thank you for making that precious and important prayer. May God bless you and may God help you as you seek to know him more as you go to church, reading your Bible, as you seek to grow. Allow me to close. Thank you, Father, for the teaching. Thank you for opening our hearts to your word and to your counsel, to your godly counsel today. In Jesus' mighty name, we bless you. Amen. Thank you. God bless you. Mm -hmm.